Today on the Minivan Man, we're going to talk about Christmas and when can you stop giving gifts to some of your relatives? How old does your brother have to be before you stop giving him gifts? It's like, grow up, man. Come on. We're also going to catch up on what we've been up to, what Chris has been doing, what Al's been doing, what I've been doing. And we're also going to talk about the tragic events of Connecticut with the shootings that happened at the school last week. Uh, we send our condolences to the families, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. All of that and more on Minivan Men, starting now. Hey! hey. Oh, you go, you go, you <laughs> go, 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 go. Sorry, no. do it again. Do it We're again. so out of practice at this. We're oh. both very anxious to get back to the Minivan Men podcast. I'm Al Madrigal. He's Mas Jabrani. No Chris Spencer, and we'll explain why. But we are finally back after a little bit of a hiatus. We had a lot of stuff going on. But mainly, I mean, our main reason is that our producer, Jorge, went back to Guatemala to get officially married and to have his reception. I guess he got married here, but then went back to have his big sort of Guatemalan reception. Who knows? He doesn't have a microphone, so he can't even comment on any of this stuff. You know, really, Al, Al, let me just tell you something right now, man. He just showed me the, the ring. I got to tell you something. This 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 makes me sad because we've been doing this now, what, 50, over 50 weeks, over a year. We've been doing it over a year. Jorge's been with us the whole time. We're giving advice about what to do and what not to do. And obviously it didn't sink in because the guy went and got married. Have you learned what? anything, Jorge? <laughs> and what about the ring? What do you do? It's a nice ring, but I'm just saying, have you listened to us? You yeah, want to be I like know. this? Oh, my God. This is just, I thought we were having an effect. I thought men around the country were reconsidering marriage and kids, and it was really hitting home. I guess not, Al Madrigal. I went to somewhat of a Christmas party last night, and I saw the comedian Chris Frangiola there, who you may know from the show uh, Chelsea Lately. He does that. Anyway, so he um, was talking about, he's single. He's a comedian that's single. Chris Hardwick, a comedian that's single, and you have all this carefree. It didn't matter where he went. I had to get home. I had a babysitter. You know, this night out was costing me a fortune uh, because I had the babysitter, and we've talked about that at length. Like, if you want to see a movie, it better be a damn good movie because it's costing me 150 bucks. So he just, it, it's amazing. He's like, yeah, I pretty much go wherever I want. And he did, you know, it got a little lonely, though, at the end, where he got a little sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just operate carefree, you know? Nobody, I go wherever I want, man, right? And then you can hear a little crackle in the voice. Well, we get, we get, we get a slight taste of that as comedians when we're on the road, and you yeah, do, you, you're balance. like, oh, let's go out for a drink. They have a couple drinks, and then and we it always ends up at the hotel alone. You're just like, oh, I wish I wish yeah. the family were here. Yeah, you know, my brother, uh, yeah, my brother, uh, my brother's on travel, but you know, he's like my brother, my good good friend John. Um, he travels for work. He does a bunch of stuff all over the country, and he has that too. I mean, people who are on the road, not just comedians, people who travel for work, get a little bit of a taste of what it's like to be able to go out and not have to worry and take a cab home and have a couple of drinks and. Not worry that your wife is going to be waiting up for you, furious because you smell like booze again. But you can have this secret road life and then a secret family, right? Well, well, the, well the, fir the first night, <laughs> it's good because the first night you get sleep and you get to like, you actually like get to watch Sports Center and you actually, you know, get to just do whatever. Because especially when we're when we're on the road, I mean, we do get up to do radio in the morning, but you you a lot of times if you if you arrange it right as a comedian. 
you could have the whole next day to just kind of lounge, lounge around and nap and do whatever. It's sure, sure. Like, and I, I do. I shop. I go yeah. out and I'll hit uh, buy some road clothes. You ever do that? Just no one there yeah. around to police yeah, it's, it's, my purchases. It's like a spa treatment for us. You know, it's like our, <laughs> it's, it's our day at the spa. Hey, sometimes when I hit a nice hotel, I'll hit the spa. I'll go to an actual spa. It's not oh, just yeah. like a spa treatment. I have a spa treatment. Anyway, let's get into it. We have to talk about the you know, school shootings. And, and not that we have to, we really want to, because, you know, with kids, I have a six year old, and those were all first graders wow. that were killed in that classroom. It is horrible, obviously, that this would happen, but. I mean, how can you prepare for something like this? I mean, and what do you tell your kids? Do you let your kids even watch this? I, I my son, the next morning, you know, CNN was on, and so he got up that next day to turn on the TV for cartoons, and it was right there. Wow. So, so do your kids do do either Lorenzo or or um, um, Lu- Louisa? Louisa, do they either do either of them know? That something happened? Did they ask you at all, or, or nothing came up? There's, they're, they're aware of it, but I almost wish they asked me more than they actually did. Like I think they're very aware. You can see the wheels turning, and something definitely is. It, they know what's going on, but I really don't think they can process the whole thing. And how how could something like this happen? Either that, or there's so many instances. You know, they're growing up with just tragedy constantly in the news. I mean, they were going over the, the number of shootings that even took place over the weekend. People were killed in a casino in Las Vegas. People were killed here. Two people were shot, and you heard it in Obama's speech, where the amount of gun violence that's going on with them sort of growing up. I feel like this generation of children is growing up with a newspaper front page that says tragedy strikes, tragedy strikes, you, well, you know, know here, here, it, here. It's, it's just different cra- locations. It's crazy because two things come to mind here, first of all, because I'm just thinking about this right now. You know, it was, I, I mean, I, I felt like I can't even begin to commiserate with these parents. I don't know how you do it. What, you know, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. And then what we were just talking about right now made me think about, you know, when I was six years old, I wasn't. I was just leaving in Iran. I was just leaving Iran, and we had a revolution happening, and so there were people getting killed and executed and all this other stuff, daily basis, every day in the news. But now that I think about it, at that age, it didn't really sink into me. It kind of like knew something was off, but the news doesn't quite sink in. Like the first big news I remember remembering as a kid was when I was in the fourth grade, and uh, they tried to kill uh, Ronald Reagan. I remember being in the fourth grade and going like, oh, man, I like that. I understood that. You understand? Or even the, the hostage situation that happened, I, 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 I knew what was going every day. Ted Kopp was on the news going day 200. Sure, 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 sure. And yeah, it, this it, like vague recollection of major news events. But yeah. I think as what I'm worried about is these kids having – it's not, you know, it used to be one every two years, and yeah. now it's one, uh, you know, twice a, a week. And we, we have these kids that are growing up numb to all this. But anyway, what do you tell them? Do I, I, I tried to explain it to them briefly, um, just saying that it's a very bad man. This is a horrible, and we, we have to say prayers for And, you know, we're not, we send our kids to a Catholic school, but we're not, in, you know, incredibly re- uh, religious. But we, you know, say a prayer for these and really think nice thoughts for these families. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Um, with the worst part of all of it, and I'll tell you, there's a couple things that I saw 
and I recognized uh, the Christmas cards. Oh, you saw the? You mean you mean the, like they had images of the Christmas cards or the kids? Yeah, these ki these families' oh. Christmas cards with oh. with the oh. kids on the Christmas card, and oh they, it, and then just right before this holiday, it, the Christmas holiday is all about these kids. Yeah. I mean, it might uh, we do the thing where we do Elf on a Shelf. Did you guys do that? No, you were telling me about it last time. I never got around to it. I got to get. Oh, you got to buy it. It's, it sort of keeps it. The elf is Santa's helper, and he keeps an eye on them, makes sure that they're being good, and then he yeah. reports back to Santa, and you have to move it around every night. Me and my wife panic because we forget to move it. And <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a racket, and but the kids love it. They get to give them their, their own name. So we did the thing in my house, just like we named the dog. We ended up with a dog named Henry Noodles because my daughter picked noodles, my son picked Henry. Great. And then the little elf on a shelf is named Apple Syrup. Beautiful. So we, we do that. It's all about these kids. And for those families to be experiencing this right now and have bought gifts. Yeah. No, and man, it's, it's, listen, to have man. their little rooms and their clothes. <sighs> like, you, I mean, it's, this is horrible. And... I don't expect my kids to understand this. Yeah, no. I, I don't want them to. Yeah, I, I think they're, I don't... they're too young right now to to to. I mean, we look, we we don't understand. Like, how do you make sense of this? You know what I'm saying? Like, my, here here, this is my experience of what happened actually. For my on my end, it was interesting because, you know, um, I was in Atlanta doing shows, uh, stand up shows. So usually when I go to Atlanta, I have some contacts at CNN. I contacted them and I said, Hey, listen, I'm trying to do a fundraiser for this movie that I'm making. Uh, it's Jimmy Vestfoot, American Hero, and it's like presents Middle Easterners in a positive light, yada, yada. They were like, great, come on. We'll, do, we'll have you on the Suzanne Malveaux show, and you'll do like a whole segment. And it's funny because my co-writer uh, earlier in the week was like, hey, when are you going to be on CNN? I go, listen, Friday, literally, I was scheduled to be on Friday at noon, at 1230. And I told them, I go, I go I'm going to be on Friday at 1230. And this is, this is like on, on Tuesday or last week. I'm going to be on Friday at 1230. Just pray that nothing big happens news-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally said that. And now you got to realize from my standpoint as a Middle Easterner, I've, had, I've actually been preempted several times on interviews for like CNN, et cetera, et cetera, because something's happened in the Middle East. So I honestly was like, you know, you better play that there's no revolution or no terrorist blows anything. I mean, that's what I was saying. Now... I woke up that morning, Friday morning. I went early to do a radio show in Atlanta, came back, and I still, because I've been bumped so many times from these news shows, I still had not tweeted or put it on Facebook yet that I'm going to be on CNN. So uh, now, Hey, um, but where were you working? Atlanta Punchline? Atlanta Punchline, yeah. Uh, where you'd been, I think, a few weeks before, right? Weren't you there? Yeah, yeah. How's yeah. everybody there? Marcy, very Marcy's nice club. Great, if you live in yeah. Atlanta, the area, you have a great club in, at yeah. the Atlanta yeah. Punchline. Anyway, so you're... So, you're, so it's the morning, up. and I'm getting ready to... Now I'm getting ready, because they send a car to pick you up, and now it is basically... I think they were picking me up at 11.15 to get there for the 12.45 show. So um, at around 10.20, 10.30 or so, I do a tweet... And I also do a Facebook message saying, I'm going to be on CNN in about an hour. Watch me. And I put on a nice shirt, tie, sweater, ready to go. Go downstairs to the lobby waiting for the car. Check my tweets to see if anybody tweeted me back. And I see something that says, two people admitted to hospital in Connecticut. And I'm like, oh, boy, food poisoning. That's honestly what I thought at first. Then I start reading a little bit. I said, There's a TV thing, and it says shootings at Connecticut school, and, it, and and at first they were only reporting two people shot or something. So I thought, okay, some disgruntled student shot a teacher, shot himself. 
and now I'm and I didn't even know it's a grade school. And I'm going, okay. Then I then I texted then I texted my uh, my CNN contact. I said, hey, I see this shooting just happened. Should I even get in the car to come to the thing? I'm sure you guys are gonna be covering this. Between the time I left and got to CNN, we checked into the security. News was coming in little by little. They told us once I get the security, they go, listen, this news piece is getting bigger. We're not going to have you on. I said, of course, I understand that. Of course, no problem. Still didn't know it was kids. Still did not know it was more than two people. By the time I went to have lunch, ate lunch, was leaving the restaurant, look up, I just see underneath the ticker, and it says whatever it was, uh, 20, 26 or 20 st- kids and seven. And I, I mean, Al, my heart just dropped. I was like, oh, my God. As a parent... And just, I mean, there's no explanation. So it's like, I don't know how would I would explain it to my kids because I, I don't know how to understand it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was, it was, it's because it's one of those things that, you know, I'm thinking about the parent. I'm like, no matter what I say and do, that those kids aren't coming back. You just yeah. really have to, again, as a parent, keep an eye on your own kids and make sure that you, as they grow up into teenagers and people that are capable of violence, Make sure to do everything you can to make sure your kid isn't, you know, unbalanced, I guess. And if they are, if they have the right treatment, it, it's horrible. When I start thinking about their little rooms and stuff like that, it's oh. just and it's a, and, terrible. And, and part of it, too, is, man, it's like, um, you know, um, it, it makes you, you know, appreciate your kids even more. I mean, I was away from my kids that weekend, and I and I and I, I was doing stand up, and and it was hard because I do material about kids. We all do material about kids, oh. and it was interesting to do I, that Friday night. I was doing material about kids, and when I, I I never thought in my life that when I said, "Oh, I have young kids at home," that I would feel a gasp from the audience. Like they, like you, I never thought that would be controversial material, and it became controversial material that day. And I went through it without acknowledging. The shootings, because because I, I knew people didn't want to think about it, but then Saturday I came back and when I got to my kids, I actually took a step out of my stand-up and I acknowledged the shooting and I and it felt a lot better for me and everyone in the audience. I, there was a lady crying when I said I, I was going into my set on Saturday and I go, hey, I appreciate you guys coming out. I got young kids at home after what we've seen go through today. I literally saw the lady crying in the audience and then we got back into laughing and celebrating our children together. So it was it was a it was a Highly emotional weekend, man, uh, and yeah. and and you know our our thoughts and prayers are with those families, and um, and if and I don't even know if they've set up any any sort of uh, uh, donation site or anything, but if they do, we'll make sure to plug that next show and let you guys know how to how to help help these these families out. All right, let's take a big long uh, break, and then we'll come back and uh, talk about Christmas. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to our show, and make sure to listen to other shows on our All Things Comedy Network. We have a lot of great ones, like Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, The Harland Highway with Harlan Williams, Ari Shafir's The Skeptic Tank, The Long Shot, and many, many more. Check it all out at allthingscomedy.com. Hey, everybody, we're back. Uh, We... Have a lot going on. I mean, with me flying all over the country and doing these daily show pieces, and I, I really was, I think, in 12 different states in three weeks. I, I've just been everywhere. It's crazy. And now prepping for this holiday, we're actually going to go back to New York. 
I am. I feel like I'm done buying some people things. I feel like I should face some people out. Like uh, who? What do you think? Who? Who? Like, who, who are you scratching out? Who? I mean, do you get your brother a gift still? Oh hell no! Oh no! I no. I stopped that. When did that stop? Oh, a long time. Al, I stopped giving gifts in general. A long. The only people that get gifts now are the kids. If my wife kind of wants, like, listen, man, this is. First of all. To me, Christmas just sneaks up on you because exactly what you just said. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, I know some people are, some people work in offices, so they're going to the office every day, and they're reminded of the, the holidays are coming up and the toy drive and the this, and we're doing the toy and the gift exchange. And the, so they see a calendar almost every day. It's reminding them of what's going on. Now, my life is similar to your life. I'm traveling a lot. And I'm in and out of places and time zones and this and that. And I don't even, I honestly, just this week, realized Christmas is next week. <laughs> just this week. I was like, what? I, go, wait well, thing, I just showed up and it was here. Yeah. And I made everybody wait and not get a tree until I showed up. Yeah. And so when I arrived and on late on a Thursday and it was like, boom, full swing. Here we go. We got to get a tree. We got to decorate that shit. Then I got to get the lights on the house. I got to go out and I have these big ornaments that I hang on a lemon tree in front. There's a lot of Christmas crap that's up in an attic for me. Do the kids get and, do the kids get excited about the lights on the house? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they they tell they really like it. They are really into Christmas. They're really into this elf on a shelf and the advent calendar and um, all this stuff. I'm looking at a, a crap load of Christmas stuff here. Well, Dara's given me a guilt trip with the, he's like, why don't we have lights on our house? Yeah. And, and I'm you? like, I, I go, uh, oh, because we don't have an outdoor plug, son. I was like, there's no <laughs> plug outside. And so, you know, it's, it, here, I'll tell you what I did that was almost a mess up. Um, in all honesty, again, because look, ever since we had Wait, our first answer kid. Answer the question. When did you stop buying gifts for your brother? I um, want to know. Brother and those guys, like, I, I don't know, probably like, uh, I don't know, sometime like around college or something. I just was like, you know. Wow. What am I giving, what am I giving getting you getting you a gift for? You know, I, I you know, I, you know, I, no, they're not getting gifts for me. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. I dropped like, we're just exchanging gift cards at this point. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, it's a, if, if for the birthday, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you with the kind of person I am. I just like to give cash in general. I don't like to go to the stores and guess what people want. I, I, I just, it just, it doesn't, I'm not into it. I'm so not I think, into it. I think I sort of like it. I think I sort of like going and surprising somebody with a uh, thoughtful gift. No, if it's, look, if it's something that you go, like if I'm somewhere and let's just say, for example, um, I don't know, I was at, uh, I, I, I go to Cal, I went to Cal, you know, college, UC Berkeley. And so sometimes if I end up at Cal and, and let's say you go my, to the bookstore, knock yeah, some stuff out. Bookstore. So, so let's say my friend's, my buddy's birthday's coming up or something. I'm going to get him the sweatshirt because he went to Boom. Cal. Yeah. He's going to like that. Like that's a good move. You understand? But other than that, brothers, sisters, even mom, mom, sometimes my wife, I just want to be like, here's a hundred, here's a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> I can do it. Hey, you know what? I'd get you. I'm thoughtful. I think about it. I'd get you an outdoor extension cord so you can say, hang some lights for your son. See? Bring some joy to his life. You're, you're paying attention. You're paying attention. <laughs> really no, listen. Um, the, um, the, this, so the, how do you drop them? How do I, how do I, I mean, I'm, the guy who used to fire people was asking you how he just stopped getting gifts. But I mean, I think I just, after this year, 
Well, you know what you got to do. You know, no, you know what you got to do. You got to put it. You got to put it on yourself first. You got to go. Hey, listen, man. If you, I I don't want you getting me anything. All right, because I just, you know what? I don't want you to go out of your way. And as a matter of fact, I'm. I've decided I'm gonna uh, just. I'm just getting stuff for the kids now, and uh, and I'm gonna make a donation in your name. That's the best move. If you say I'm gonna make a donation, you don't have to do the donation in the name. You just. I just got a card from somebody (laughs) that said they did a donation in my name. I don't know if they did a donation. You, you just gotta just 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 phase them out, man. Phase them out. Hey, Jorge, for your wedding gift, I'm doing a donation in your name. Donation in your, that's gonna be my new move from now. Everywhere I go, I'm donating to the man. Save Guatemalan Guatemala Foundation. I did a, I did a donation in your name. That's a great move. <laughs> that's gonna be my new move for everything. Happy birthday, brother! I made a donation in your name, huh? Can he get tax? No, you don't get tax. I get the tax credit. That's part of it. I get the tax <laughs> but if credit. But Jorge wants the tax credit? No, he wants the you tax don't get that. I, I got the paperwork, and I'll, I'll try to send it to you. Listen to how I almost ruined Dara's Christmas. So uh, now, um, I, ever since the, Dara was born, I've been trying to you know, play the whole Santa's bringing you gifts and all this stuff, and he's always been too young to really for it to sink in. So now he's four and a half. Last year, three and a half. So I think he kind of knew what it was. Didn't like like We have pictures of him just ripping gifts doesn't care. He just like, you know, there was no appreciation of any gift last year. So this year, I think he's finally figured out Santa. So he's at school, makes a list. My wife tells me, she goes, he wrote the list himself. It's really cute. It says, Hilarious he, wa- frame it. He, wants a, he wants a suitcase, S-U-K-A-S. Oh, this is funny because I called you in the car. I was on speakerphone. Yeah, this. yeah. You were asking me, go, what, what do you, I, I go, what do you want? He goes, suitcase. He goes, suitcase. <laughs> and he goes, dreidel. He wants two dreidels. Why? Yeah, where does that come from? Because they were playing with it at school. I guess some Jewish kids brought dreidels, so he learned that he loves the dreidel, and he wants a lunchbox and an umbrella. Very interesting. Either That's he's hilarious. sophisticated, or I don't know what's going on. But here's here's where I messed up, Al Madrigal. Uh, Preetha was like, "It's so cute," and I go, "So now I'm on the phone with Dara." I go, "Great, Dara." I go, "So we're gonna when I get back, we'll go get you that stuff." He's like, "No, Dad, Santa Claus," and I was like. Oh yeah, Santa Claus, of course. Um I almost forgot that he still thinks there's a Santa Claus. And then I had to step back and think about why, and I'll tell you, it, it, I actually started talking about this on stage. When I was a kid in Iran, we we like I went to uh, um uh, a bilingual school, so we had a Santa Claus and all that stuff. But I right, thought you were going to launch into like um the black growing up black versus growing up white like uh Oh yeah, right. White right. people are different Iranian material. No. When I was a kid in Iran, no, they no, didn't no. have any Santa Claus. They used to come out, beat you with a stick, no. put your face in the no, sand, no. Here's, and say Merry Christmas. <laughs> shut the fuck up. No, no. Here's what it is. When I was a kid, this is true. I was when I was around six, we had a revolution. So I was saying like we didn't have Santa. <laughs> we had a revolution. You know, it's like it's like ask your Iranian dad about Santa. He's like, yes, son, there is a Santa. He's a puppet of the United States government, and he must yeah. be overthrown. So. That's what I was going through. I honestly, and this is a total truth, there was a guy named, when I first came to America, one of my first American friends, who I was just thinking about this today, who actually happened to be, his parents were German immigrants. So I think that's maybe why, like, he was kind of an immigrant, like, the parents were immigrants, so he kind of accepted me as well. Peter Hostoger was his name. I remember second grade, Peter and his brother Michael were writing letters to Santa Claus, and I literally was sitting there, this Iranian kid from Iran, now in America, going, what are you doing? And he's like, we're writing letters to Santa Claus. I was like, there is no Santa Claus. And they're like, yes, there is. I go, no, there isn't. I had to, I had to break the news 
Yeah, there's no Santa Claus. You were the kid. Oh. They just look at you with big eyes. What? What are you talking about, <laughs> Mus? Yeah. <laughs> like Santa's a CIA agent. Uh, <laughs> the same crackling voice from yeah. earlier. Yeah. Chris Franchel. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine. I feel. I mean, I knew there wasn't a Santa Claus. And then, uh, so, what we went through this last year. I'm very scared. Again, this is another year of a ten-year-old boy knowing or believing there's Santa. Oh, he still thinks... Is he 10 now? He's 10. And he still thinks there's Santa? Yeah. Oh, Santa come got, on. We need Maz to go back in time and ask a little boy. Wait, wait. What episode was it that we talked about? We talked about this last year. No, and we talked it was, about it was the... last year. And the people gave me very useful advice. I forget exactly what it was. But I think after this year, I break it to him. There was one email that came in that I'll dig up that the lady was telling me exactly how she broke it to her daughter. But I think I want to tell them. I don't want them to find out from their friends. I really don't. I don't yeah. want some young Maz to break it to them before. Keep your kids away from Iranian, Iranian kids. kids. Yeah, well, we're doing that anyway. Or Armenians, because then yeah. they'll, oh, that's they'll get them into a racket. <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> Insurance scams. So... <laughs> I just don't know what to do. I feel bad. That I, you sort of say, come on, don't you see? It's me moving the elf. Come on. No, you know what it is? I'm telling you, I don't know if this is the advice I gave last year, but I just thought of this again. So if I, if I give it last year, I'm repeating myself. But this is what I think you should do. I think you should go that route. Uh, you know when people say like, like you've, you've heard this, like, 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 a, like a white girl who's dating a black guy whose parents are like racist, so she wants yeah. to introduce the black guy. So she shows up to the parents and goes, Mom, Dad, I got AIDS. And they're like, what? She's like, no, I don't have AIDS, but I'm dating a black guy. So you start with something heavy, oh, and then you bring uh, in... Cheers. So, you know what I'm saying? Was, uh, Coach used to do that. That was an episode of Cheers. Coach, that was Coach's big thing. Yeah. He would uh, come in and say that. Yeah, so I tell my kids that I have AIDS. Exactly. And then or, I say, there's no Santa. This is what you say. This is what you say. Really say, guys, uh, listen, uh, I'm really, uh, I've really been enjoying New York, and I've decided I'm going to stay in New York, and you guys are going to oh. stay in Los Angeles. And then they'll cry. And they'll be like, no, I'm kidding. I'm coming back. I'm but kidding. there's no Santa. Back. But there is, I'm, just FYI, there is no Santa. Yeah. You are the bad at this. Why? <laughs> You'd be like, but I'm, but I'm going to be home. <laughs> I'm just flashbacks to you with laughing at a day labor oh, that sitting was, on your fence barking. I, so I, I get people on the street stopping me about that. By the way, they love it. Really? Woof woof. <laughs> it was, so woof woof. woof. <laughs> you should really should have one of those guys hang the lights though. They can knock that out in a second. You want to get those hooks, or you can have somebody come in and put gutters in that uh, where the lights are just there all year long. You hit a switch. Boom, they pop down. Oh, boy, there's so many Plug scams out there. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, but, huh? Well, yeah, let's take a break, and um, let's come back, talk about what we've been up to, and then let's uh, plug. Chris Chris Spencer, this show, Real House Husbands, is going to be a huge hit. It's going to be huge. He's got uh, Kevin Hart. What, it, it premieres, what, is, J- it, is it January 10th? Is that what it was? I January so. 10th uh, on, on, on BET. But BET's probably never had a show that's been this successful or is going as successful as this is going to be. I mean, this is going to blow BET. January 15th. Up. Jorge just told me it's January 15th, 10 p.m. on BET. Go and put, uh, uh, but, use uh, your TiVo. Because I'll be honest, I have no idea what channel BET is. 
But no, if, you got to find BET. We all got to find yeah. what BET is. Yeah, yeah but it's, anyway. it's called the real. It's called the real husbands of Hollywood. Real house husbands. Real what? I think it's the real house husbands of Hollywood. See, Chris, this is why you should be on the show so you could correct us. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He has huge stars in it, and it's JB Smoove, and and it's it's every black celebrity comic that you could possibly imagine. And it's, I saw a clip, it's hilarious. And then Kevin Hart is the biggest star in the universe that hasn't even had crossover success at this point. So it's, it really is. This is not me giving a plug to a friend. Chris Spencer is, no wonder he hasn't been showing up. Anyway, there's that. And there's all our followers on SoundCloud. We're the real, on SoundCloud. It's called The Real Husbands. If, you go, if, they, people, if people go to BET.com, they can find out more and see the trailer. It's called The Real Husbands of Hollywood, and it premieres January uh, 15th at 10 p.m. BET.com. Not BBC, BET. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. Hey, thanks for listening to Minivan, man. If you enjoy our show, make sure to listen to others on our All Things Comedy Network. We have several good ones like the Flop House, the Dork Forest, uh, the Laugh Spin Podcast, the Tom Rhodes Radio Show, and many, many more. Check it all out at allthingscomedy.com. Hey, we're back. And um, Maz... What have you been up to all these weeks while Jorge's abandoned us for love in Guatemala? I've been trying to track Jorge down to stop him. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Jorge! <laughs> no. Um, no, I, uh, first of all, people out there, I'm going to be at the Miami Improv for New Year's weekend. I'll be there. My Cuban uh, friends, come on out. Let's the do worst. this. All right. And then so gonna, please huh? go see Maz, but that is also that is the worst club in the country. It's very weirdly set up. It's a nice. It's it's a the good people, but the but the setup. I don't even of it. know if they're nice people. Yeah, they're I, nice people. I I had some of the craziest stuff happen at that place. Oh really? At the at the Miami Improv? I had a woman's hair catch on fire. What? And then in the same show, how'd that happen? Was, I don't uh, candles. So a woman's hair caught on fire. Then in the same show, another lady vomited. What? Didn't get up. No one helped her. Oh, my God. None of the staff helped her. None of her friends helped her. Everyone just scooted away. Hilarious. And I, this is, you know how, uh, me, there's zero separation between me on stage and what you're hearing right now. So I'm yelling at everyone going, why is no one helping her? Someone's got to help her. Like, Seriously? Nobody? They're like, she and, does that every week, man. Is that hair? Is that, do I smell <laughs> hair? Hilarious. <laughs> And then I had I had some drug dealer named Tito, who was the local coke dealer, um, try to kill me. What? what? Yeah. Why? Would you, you did you pick on Tito? Tito was standing up, walking around the room, greeting all of his friends like he was hosting uh, a dinner party. Hilarious. And he was working the room like a bride and groom at their wedding reception and saying thank you to all the couple people for coming. So <laughs> Tito's making the rounds, and he's got white contacts in a grill. And uh, cornrows, oh my just to God. paint a picture. White contacts. You ever seen a person wearing white contacts? No, but that just sounds scary. He's scary as hell. So then I go, look, buddy, I realize you're very popular and um, you're very scary looking, but you need to sit the F down or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it right now. <laughs> like that. Oh, and then he comes up to me afterwards. I'm selling CDs. Uh-huh. 
No one's standing near me. And I have a, a guy, a gang member that's strapped come up to me, Miami style, and go, you have insulted me and my family in front of my friends. Like, how do you disrespect me? Oh, no. And Yeah. And the only thing I know to do is go right back at him. Well, let me tell you what, Tito. You disrespected me by interrupting my show. Ooh. Yeah. If anyone attacks me like that, I go right back. What did he say? <laughs> okay. 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 And Point, well Point well made. Point well made. Point well made. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> can, you know, I, can I get a CD I, at least? <laughs> I was going to kill you, but nah, I cut your finger. No, well, he... So whipped out uh, took a big wad of money and took a threw a hundred dollar bill on the table like here you go you little bitch and took a CD. Wow, wow! And, uh, and I almost I felt like I almost died. And then um, what else at that club? You peed your that, pants. <laughs> that club is set up. It's in it's it, it imagine a V where you have to look over to the right and look over to the left, and it's just completely separated. But it's, like you're, it's like you're playing two different rooms. <laughs> At the same exact time. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the, look, the, I mean, this sounds like you had an exceptional weekend, and I hope that you have not uh, now uh, omened my weekend so that these people... Because no. I've been down there. I'd, there was no Tito. There was no hair on fire. Well, you also have... I have, you know, at that time, and this is four or five years ago, I have people coming up to see comedy. You have people coming out to see Maz Jabrani. Yeah. This it's a big true. difference. I'm just starting to have people come out to see me as opposed to, I hope this guy's good. But even in the middle of, listen, even when you have people coming out to see Maz Jobrani or Al Madrigal or whatever, I mean, this is just this past weekend in Atlanta, uh, nice crowd. You know, there's the Persians, there's some Arabs, there's some Indians, Pakistanis, some white people. And then there's another group of white people on the side with a white lady just getting drunk and talking a lot. And it was one yeah, of those exactly. things where I started to talk to her Don't. and try to shut her up a little bit. And then I look over and... They all looked very corn-fed, very big. She was there with like ten big dudes, and I didn't. Want, and I also didn't want to be mean because she was in the front in a way where it would it would have been a hassle to get her out. Because you're sitting there, you got to kind of do the math sometimes. You're like, let me see. There's 15 minutes left in the show, and she's sitting in the front, so it's gonna take her like three, four minutes to leave, and then the mood's all gone. You know what? I'll just ride this. And I tried talking to her and stuff. So you get these people regardless. But you yeah. had an exceptional, you know, hair um, on fire, like, Tito the drug dealer. I mean, come on. I've been in rooms where no one's ever heckled before and gotten heckled. I've gotten, like, I've been in, I was doing warm-up for my special in Austin. I had people come up to me going, yeah, um, no one's ever heckled here. I'm sorry. And I just bring it out on people. I don't know what happens. But Hilarious. I have some of the weirdest experiences. And... I engage and I snap, yeah. so I've had some epic meltdowns. Are you performing New Year's Eve weekend? You know what? I'm having some uh, Martinelli's sparkling cider with my children and uh, going to bed. I'm not doing anything. Beautiful. I got I got an offer that was not enough for me to go and do. Yeah. It was still good, and I just felt like you know what? I'm gonna just hang out with my family. Yeah. So. Well, here let's let's just just let's let's catch up real quick. So so like I said, I'm in my Miami Improv New Year's Eve, and then I'm gonna be at the uh, um, I'm gonna be at uh, San Jose Improv uh, the first weekend, uh, the second weekend of, of the of the new year, um, and I've also got I got a Showtime special coming out uh, end of January, and I'm still doing my crowdfunding for Jimmy Vestwood the movie. People can see JimmyVestwood.com, V-E-S-T-V-O-O-D, and this past weekend, 
I gave the keynote speech for the Cal graduation. One of the coolest things I've ever done in my oh, life. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So that's what I've been. What, do you, what have you been doing? Nothing. No plugs <laughs> at all. No, I got nothing to plug. I got no shows coming up. I don't have a thing booked. When I is love your it. When is your Comedy Central special going to come out? April, who cares? And uh, don't worry about it. Uh, those are, you add it up. Let's concentrate on Moz. This is big. Moz in Miami, Moz in San Jose, at the Improvs. And uh, All Things Comedy is doing great. We just had a couple more podcasts jump on, so you want to check out allthingscomedy.com. Uh, for Chris Spencer and BT, for Maz Jabrani, I've been Al Madrigal, All Things Comedy Network. That's the show. Bye. We're back. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, mazjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Minivan men. <laughs>